I'm Margaret Mueller, President and CEO of the Executives Club of Chicago, Chicago region's top business forum. Join me on the Executives Exchange as we go deep with some of the most successful executives from the Chicago region and unlock the keys to their success. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this. On today's episode of the Executives Exchange, KPMG's Linda Imonti sits down with Roger Hochschild, CEO of Discover, to discuss how they are putting equitable neighborhood development and job opportunities at the forefront of their goals. Roger shares his advice for organizations of any size to make tangible progress on diversity, equity, and inclusion targets, and how to unite a team with these essentials in mind. Listen in to hear how you can make actionable change in your organization and support a more inclusive environment, both at work and in your neighborhood. Thank you, Margaret, and uh, thanks for having us today. Welcome, Roger. It is so good to have you with us today. Um, Great This is a really really special day to talk about a really special project for Chicago. So um, we'll get to that, but I want to start off um, a little bit before the project and sort of kick things off. Just first tell us all a little bit about yourself, maybe some about your background, your leadership journey, you know, let us a little bit of insight into, into Roger, and then we'll venture on to the other conversation, parts of the conversation we have. In terms of my background, uh, nothing too exciting. I grew up in San Francisco, went east to college at, at Georgetown. And after somewhat uninspiring academic performance there, I went into investment banking, did that for two years, was ready for something new. And so I went to get my MBA at the Amos Tuck School up at Dartmouth. And still not knowing what I wanted to do, um, I went into strategy consulting and happened to be assigned to projects with American Express. And so that got me into the world of credit cards. From there, um, I left to go work for a company called MBNA in Wilmington, Delaware, was there for a couple of years. And then my boss got recruited away to run Discover. And he asked me to come join him running marketing here in 1998. And so I did that and have been here ever since, other than a couple year stint we were at that time owned by Morgan Stanley. So I went to work for Morgan Stanley for a few years as chief administrative officer, but came back to Discover as president and uh, did that from 2004 to 2018 when I became CEO. So I, I love the company, really passionate about it. Uh, beyond that, uh, married with three kids, all of them out of the house, although they, they have been coming and going from the house, of course, over the past year. Um, the one thing I would say is I have a second job, uh, on weekends, I work in my wife's bookstore. Uh, those of you who are North shore residents may know the bookstore in Winneka. So I'm allowed to stack chairs and shelve books, but, uh, that's about the only responsibilities I have. Ah, you have a different boss there. (laughs) Um, so before we dive into kind of the discussion about Discover's new customer care center in Chicago's South side which is the focus for today. Um, Can you uh, give us a little bit more of kind of a a preview, a purview of, you know, Discover's overarching focus on DE&I and the goal, some of the goals you might have around that as an organization. Diversity, equity, and inclusion have been important to us at Discover for a long time. And just a few examples uh, of things we're, we're happy about. On pay equity here at Discover, women and minorities make between 99 cents and a dollar and two cents 
for every dollar white male employees make. Um, we've worked with the Chicago Network. I know you're a member. Uh, we've signed the equity pledge to increase representation of women at all levels, a discover to 50%, and also have set aggressive targets to significantly increase our representation of Black and Latinx managers. Um, we've had a perfect score for eight years on the Human Rights Watch Corporate Equality Index. And one of the things I'm proudest of is the environment that the team creates at Discover. On employee surveys, we do really well on inclusion questions such as I can be myself at Discover without worrying how I'll be accepted. But I think as with many companies, uh, with the tragic events of last summer, including the, the murder of George Floyd, it was clearly a time to answer the call for social justice and to do more. So we created an office of DE&I, named a chief diversity officer, formed a task force that included employees from every part of the company to make sure that we really take action to bring everything we've done here at Discover to the next level. But, um, but I actually wanna ask you that back. I know KPMG has done a huge amount on the DE&I side. Maybe you'll share some of that uh, with our listeners today. Absolutely. Uh, well, and as yours, it's part of our business strategy um, and it influences really everything that we do. And, you know, in, in the professional services business, people are our greatest asset. So we're extremely intentional about really ensuring diversity and inclusion across the entire life cycle of talent management, all the way from recruiting to, you know, succession planning. Um, Inclusive and diverse teams, as, as you know, and, and you've seen, really do create a much more successful outcome, not only for our businesses, but all the those businesses we serve as our clients. Um, and, and so really to double down on that, our new chair, CEO, Paul Knopp, started his term July 1st of 2020. And he kicked off with a launch of an announcement of Accelerate 2025. Um, so really similar to kind of what you guys, you know, started to embark on last year also, that really um, the, the, the events of last year really propelled and kind of accelerate 2025 forward. And it's a strategic initiative focused on really accelerating our efforts to really ensure that we have more individuals from underrepresented groups that really choose to build their career here and choose to, to stay in advanced to leadership positions here within the firm. And so we hope to have a much greater impact and a, um, a, we have goals set for 2025. Uh, so it's been an amazing kickoff, but I think that like yourself, many of us um, really took the opportunity last year to double down and make a change in, in some of our efforts um, across our DE&I initiatives. I wanted to circle back though and, and ask you, you, you talked about your efforts last summer um, in addressing some of this. And I know from previous discussions with you, I think there's also something else that you did within your organization that was um, amazing, which you talked a little bit about, you did a listening tour um, at parts during last year to really hear some of the input from your people across the organization. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It, you know, for for most of us, what what it really starts with is listening. 
And just hearing from employees, many of whom were really deeply personally impacted either by the events of last summer or other things that have happened in their histories. And so we held a, a series of forums and, and not just me, but the whole executive team at Discover to let these employees be heard, to have them share their experiences. And sadly, we're, we're still having to do that now. Um, most recently, we held one for employees to talk about the wave of anti-Asian violence and the impacts that's having on um, people here at Discover, the real fears they have for their own safety and their families and sort of having them know that we are here for them, that we're listening, and then we're gonna work to see anything that we can do to help in these challenging situations. Yeah, huge, hugely important. Um, so <clears throat> shifting a little bit here um, to our topic for today, you recently stated that, you know, Discover had recognized that traditional corporate site selection contributed to issues of unequal opportunity in our society. And what led to Discover's decision to open a call center in Chatham. So can you talk to us a little bit about kind of the work up to that decision that was made for the call center in Chatham? Sure, so for me personally, a key part of the journey was going to see Ibram Kendi doing a presentation on how to be an anti-racist in Evanston in September of 2019. And for those of you who haven't heard him speak, he really is amazing. And there were two key things that I took away. The first is that the opposite of racist is not not racist, it's anti-racist. It's active, not passive. And the second was a deeper understanding of systemic racism. And I know that can be a, a loaded term for some. I think another way to think about it is the systems that perpetuate existing bias. And I started thinking about uh, that in the context of corporate site selection. And if you think about it, a corporate team picking a site for a new location doesn't say, hey, let's not go to predominantly black or brown neighborhoods, right? But instead they say, let's go to a neighborhood with a highly educated workforce. Let's go to a neighborhood with a low crime rate. Let's go to an area with great schools, which means a strong tax base and high property values. Let's see who can give us the biggest tax incentives. All of these, perpetuate unequal opportunity in our society. So we decided that at Discover, we'll do our part to offset the injustices of the past. We would build a call center in a community on the south or west side of Chicago, our home city, and we didn't even consider any other alternatives. And, and for us, call centers are very, very important. We're the only major credit card issuer with 100% US-based customer service. It's a key differentiator. And again, we, we are very focused on our representatives. All the positions have the same healthcare plan that I get as CEO, as well as the ability to get fully funded college education, other great benefits. So again, for us, the call centers are a critical part of our workforce and our culture. So in, investing in an individual neighborhood like that can have so many broad effects. Um, I know you and I had chatted that 
KPMG last year also did very similar um, through United Way's neighborhood network where we determined that we wanted to have a bigger bang in one neighborhood and really have a deeper impact and so chose to centralize um, a lot of our investment with um, you know, Chicago Public Library, CPS, um, a, a number of our, our partners into the Auburn Gresham area. So I think that you really can start to have bigger and broader impacts on neighborhoods um, <clears throat> when we do centralize. Um, so let's dive in a bit to the Chatham community. Um, what's the community response been? Um, the community response has been just great. Elected officials and nonprofits have been enthusiastic. And I think one of the things that, that helps is we have a center director who is a um, South Side native. Uh, Huatis Gavings worked for Discover for 10 years across all three, uh, three of our call centers, uh, but grew up in Roseland and is really excited to be coming home and has already established great relationships with many community leaders. Um, so she's done a lot of outreach. And in fact, we're, we're taking their input into account as we design the facility because part of it will be available for use by the community. But, you know, maybe back up in terms of how we, we picked Chatham, you know, there, there were a lot of different areas we looked at. And uh, Mayor Lightfoot's Invest Southwest initiative, you know, helps point everyone at, at neighborhoods that are most in need of opportunity. Uh, we also got a lot of help from the team at Blue Cross Blue Shield, who had made a similar move a few years back and were very generous with their time. But, you know, we picked Chatham, it's within one mile of three and with three miles and within three miles of five of the mayor's 10 invest Southwest communities. Um, we, we found a central location near busy cross streets. It, it's a really wonderful community with passionate people, dedicated businesses, a real focus on economic revitalization. And then one of the things we also looked for was a suitable facility, right? So that we could quickly start construction, hire employees and make an impact now. And certainly we found a, a great landlord and partner in uh, Leon Walker. What's the um, interest been as, as you start to develop those partnerships and, it, and you brought in local leadership, right? Um, that has, that's building relationships there. What have you seen um, as interest really related from job seekers that live in or near the Chatham area? Are you seeing a, an uptick in, in folks that are interested in seeking out um, this kind of work there locally? Um, yeah, we, we've seen tremendous interest. We, we knew it was a great community with, with a lot of talent. Um, for the 21 leadership positions, we got 1,300 applications. Um, and we were 21 for 21 in terms of acceptance of the offers we made. We've already seen 400 applicants for our first set of call agent roles. And you know, one of, one of my fellow CEOs in financial services uh, bemoaned the lack of diverse talent. Um, I think he was just not looking in the right place because the level of talent we're seeing is outstanding. It's as good or better as what we see in all of our other locations. They're excited to have opportunities that are right in Chatham with no long commutes. They're excited about helping bring jobs to their community. 
So um, again, the, the, we, we also think this will be a, a pipeline of talent through the rest of Discover. And we've had executives start working literally on the phones that now manage thousands of people. So we, we think this can be a pipeline, not just for the Chatham location, but over time to other jobs at headquarters as well. And, and you know, you think about when we move a center to a location like that and you centralize that size, uh, the number of people, the exponential impact you will have just on the community and the food service and other things that are around there um, that, that we, you will also start to impact in a very positive way. Um, bringing all those folks together in a, in a centralized location there. So it really starts to grow the overall neighborhood impacts um, that, that, that this might have and this could have, right? Um, each, each location we set up, um, each office or center we open always has its own unique culture and needs kind of based on some of it based on geography, some of it based on what we do in that center or that business location. So what are some of the things that you are approaching differently with this site? And, and I've heard you mention a few things, right? Um, you know, you're making sure that, that a lot of the, the talent is local, your leadership is local, but are there other things that you've done differently um, and in, in approaching kind of the buildup of this site? Um, that, that's a great question. One of the, the best things about this is it is making Discover a better company because the work to get this site ready is, is making key functions throughout the organization evaluate their practices and to ensure we deliver on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we've learned a ton already. You know, making sure that through the site selection process, as well as the contractors we hire um, are, are undertaken with a DEI lens. We're modifying our recruiting and hiring practices, employee training, and making sure we have the ongoing employee support for things like daycare, transportation, safe walking, and more. Um, developing partnerships with community-based organizations that will provide wraparound services for our employees um, with a focus on job training and the well-being of employees. So we want this center to be a model for how we operate in the future. And again, it is changing us. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, example of how we can do the same things over and over again that are built into the system, not really being aware or recognizing the outcome that produces and what is systemically built into those things, right? And I think that, Roger, this is just such a perfect example of taking a business initiative and looking at it through an entirely different lens. And it started from when, you know, you stepped back and said, let's not look at it through the same criteria. Let's not pick a site based on the same criteria. And one small change like that so greatly impacts, right, the outcome related to some of these initiatives in DE&I that we're all driving to achieve. Um, it, it, it's just a perfect example of turning the lens around and looking at it differently. And the, the outcome is just phenomenal and the impact you're going to have on the community 
and that you're already having on the community is just incredible. Um, from one small change up front of let's look at it differently. Um, you've already mentioned some of these, but are there some other key learnings that you've had so far? I mean, I think you, you've talked a little bit about it's a key learning just in you know every step we take, we're learning as we go that we need to look at things a little differently. But, but what are some of the biggest aha moments for your team and for you? So I think one key learning virtually every step of the way, um, it's reinforced the decision we've made. And it's something I've become very passionate about. Bringing jobs at scale to these communities is something that only large corporations can do. Right? The, the government can provide money or training programs, but bringing, you know, in this case, a thousand jobs re requires the commitment of big corporations. And that's something we're lucky enough to have quite a few of here in Chicago. And there's a real difference with jobs in the community. And it took an adjustment. We've got a great facilities team. When we started this project, they, they kept bringing us ready now locations in River North uh, or elsewhere. And we said, no, we actually want to be in the community. And it, the, the process has reinforced that. When I was down there for, uh, to announce the site, I spoke to the owner of a nail salon across the street, and she told me how excited she was to have jobs coming to the neighborhood. One of the coaches we hired, in the entry-level managers, talked about how he could be a much better father for his daughter, because without an hour and a half commute, he could pick her up at daycare and be much more present in her life. And, and the things that some of us take for granted, right? Being able to volunteer at school or at church, being part of the community are all much easier when your work is close. Um, sure. We also wanna make sure, and we've learned that you, you wanna be a good neighbor, you wanna be part of the community. So we've already started focusing our corporate philanthropy on our new neighborhood. So we work with Conscious Alliance and Social Works uh, and Taste of the Homeless to give away 1,500 meals for Easter. We're gonna be working with Cradles to Crayons to do 50,000 backpacks for students for back to school. Um, we've already signed up with a, a partner we've worked with for, for many years, Kaboom, who builds playgrounds to build one at a school um, a little more than a half mile for our center. So being in the community is, um, we, we thought it would be um, impactful and it truly has. The other thing, it, it's been a key learning for me, which I, I shouldn't have had to learn at this point in my career. It, it really helps to have a great team. And so, you know, one of my partners here at Discover, Andy Eichfeld has been a, a tremendous leader for this. Matt Johansson, another one of our executives, so many more, um, you know, the whole team here at Discover has embraced this, and that's been a, a key component. And then finally, I would say we tackled this just like we did any other business problem, right? You, you focus on what you need to do. You focus on execution. If issues come up, you problem solve around getting there. And so, uh, again, couldn't be more excited about the progress so far, realizing that there's still as much we have to do. Um, it, in all the learnings that you've had, um, what advice would you have for other companies that are considering 
kind of a similar direction? Um, it, it might sound overly simplistic, but I would say just do it, right? Pick the goal, tell your board that you're going to do it, um, you know, burn the boats on the beach and be 100% committed. And that's what we did. The, the entire team at Discover embraced this. We signed up uh, for the goal. Some were a little more skeptical up front, but you know, we have a, you know, we borrowed it from Amazon, that whole kind of disagree but commit. Everyone committed to this. So uh, I, I think it takes that intensity of focus, but you'll be amazed at how the entire organization will rally around it. So, you know, we got a lot of help from Blue Cross Blue Shield. We'll advise and help anyone else who's interested in doing this. Um, the entire Chicago community can work together on this, but I would say, you know, just do it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Sure. Audio equipment for the Executives Exchange podcast is provided by Shore Incorporated. When your team is depending on you for information and motivation, you can't afford to sound anything less than clear and confident. For nearly 100 years, performers and world leaders have depended on Shore microphones. Whether you're in front of a camera or behind a podium, Shore lets you sound extraordinary. Welcome back. How is this initiative and plan for the future created internal camaraderie? And, and you talked a little bit about that, but as if you think about the team and what decisions and, re, and, and kind of shifting of thinking and all the things that went on through this, how do you think it changed or deepened uh, in any way your, the team that worked on its relationship and collaboration with each other? Um. So I think more more broadly for the whole um, employee base, um, you know, I talked up front about how important diversity, equity, and inclusion is for us as a company and a key part of the culture. It's a tremendous source of pride. And so we've had employees from every one of our centers raise their hand and say, look, I'll fly in to help. Um, every function has offered to participate and, and wants to support in addition to whatever workload they have. So a, a huge sense of, of pride. And then, you know, one of the things we do uh, every year is we try and work on big projects, whether I talked about building playgrounds or, you know, we'll beautify a school, you know, working on something that has such a great benefit with your colleagues, I think brings people together. So it's very much aligned with our, our culture and, and again, a, a huge source of, of pride for everyone in the organization. Um, you mentioned board earlier and I didn't get a chance to ask you this, but, but how did your board respond and was it a process with the board or was it one and, and everyone was on board or? Um, so we mentioned this project to the board of directors. Uh, maybe it was my mistake. We didn't go to them for approval. We just said, this is something we're going to do. They were hugely supportive from day one, uh, asked what they could do to help. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed with a very diverse board that, that also are, are focused on DE&I at Discover. And just, I think what may be most telling to this day, they've never asked a single question about the cost. What's the room to grow? So, so that's a great question. I would say all of us uh, here are learning real time 
that uh, number of employees doesn't translate into physical locations the way it used to. Um, and the, the way it did when we envisioned this in 2019. So we have recently announced that for all of our other call centers, uh, employees have the choice of working from home. Uh, we will offer similar benefits to employees here. Um, some employees prefer to come into work. So I would say the, the original vision of uh, a lot of employees in the center, we may have more at home, but we're still focused on creating that thousand positions. But certainly the more that work from home, the more the, the single physical footprint could um, let us have even more positions, or we may decide that we wanna target another community uh, for our next center. Because my, my goal and my hope is to keep Discover growing, for us to keep having more and more customers that will require more and more representatives to take care of them. And so we can continue to create great jobs. Um, we, we've got some questions coming in, and let me just remind the audience, um, shoot your questions in. Uh, it's time we can start to get to some of those now. But before we do that, I wanted to just ask you kind of in summary to everything we've been able to cover, if there's any additional thoughts that you might want to share with attendees just about the topics we've covered so far, and then we're going to blast right into the audience's questions after that. Gosh, additional thoughts. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll circle back to one, right? This is not something, you know, I'll go back to how generous the folks were from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, you know, this, there, there are many things that companies compete for in Chicago, whether it's for talent. Um, bringing jobs for the, to these communities is something we can all work on together. And so uh, whatever we can do to help others, uh, we would love to do. And uh, as I spoke to the mayor and her great team, um, they're eager as well to provide support to, to help companies any way they can. So uh, I just hope that we, we become the first of many uh, who will make a move like this and bring jobs directly into these communities. I do want to just take a minute here to note, I think that you, you said earlier, Discover was very proud of, and your employees and, and everyone in the organization is very proud. And I want to make sure I take a moment and just um, express to you that the business community out here that works with you and with your people um, and your organization is very proud. Um, and we feel lucky to be alongside an organization like yours making these choices. And I think you've taught us all a lot too um, in the decision, watching you make this decision and, and go forward with it and build it out and all the learning, we're learning from you from watching you. So I, I wanna thank you and the whole organization because I think that um, it is a, a, a great example for us here in supporting our communities and our neighborhoods here. And um, I think you've taught all of us a lot. We're very proud to be um, part of the business community with you here. Um, so on that note, there is a, a question around, you know, we talked about large size companies do have a responsibility and we do give back to the community. But here's an interesting question around, if you're a mid-size and a small company that might be contemplating an opportunity, um, to locate in the South and West Side neighborhood. Um, what advice do you have for small and medium-sized businesses that might be looking at the same opportunity? Um, so it, it may be even easier 
because one of the biggest challenges we faced, there were very few facilities that could handle the, the scale we were looking to do. Um, and so we were lucky enough to find a, a vacant target. Uh, and uh, at, at, at some point, uh, we'll, we'll share more, but we're really excited that we can build a state of an art, state of the art call center in, in a vacant target. Uh, so there, there are many more, I would say, smaller locations, but I would you know, work with the mayor's office of economic development. Uh, they're great uh, local developers, uh, their facilities all over, and then uh, many community organizations as well uh, that will help, whether it's workforce training or hiring. So you know, if you're willing to create the positions, there's a whole ecosystem out there that will provide support and that will help make it a lot easier. And again, there are amazing people out there who just need an opportunity and that's what all of us can bring to them. Well, here's a follow on to that, which is, which is interesting. Um, the question is related to um, thoughts and plans around making sure the overall supply chain is inclusive as well. And are you looking at partnering with local MBEs for the, for the categories, uh, commercial printing, things like that locally? How are you uh, kind of looking at your supply chain for the location and maybe overall for Discover? Because I know a lot of us have, that's been an area of focus for us over the last year is to really think about our, our supply chain and, and how we manage that. Yeah, so, so that's a great, Question. My guess is every every company here is working in some way on increasing the diversity of their suppliers. We've learned a ton through this um, because it's not as easy as just putting out a, an RFP. We've had to do training with vendors who traditionally don't do RFPs or don't respond to big corporate RFPs. We've had to think about can we break the work into um, into smaller pieces so that it isn't just the, the largest vendors that can apply and get contracts with a big company. And so we've set a, a goal of having at least 75% of the spend be with minority owned businesses. Um, and um, I, I am hopeful that we'll be able to hit it. So everything from the PR firm that we use to announce this center's location uh, to ongoing food service, um, both from the construction as well as the ongoing center, we want to make sure that we're leveraging companies that are also in the community. Yeah, and this question kind of jumps back to, to something we were talking about a few minutes ago, which is an organization making this move and smaller versus larger organizations. This question kind of took it a different direction, which is, not the size of the organization, but the level you are within the organization. So the question is around um, how do you have an impact if you're not the CEO? So how do you drive this change if you are in a different role in the organization? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, Maybe the answer is spend some time with the CEO and talk to her or him about uh, what the company is doing um, and, and see if you can build uh, enthusiasm that way. 
Um, you know, there, there are many other ways to get involved with different organizations that serve these communities. I, I've been on the, the board of Metropolitan Family Services. Um, so there, there's always more that I think we can do as individuals in terms of volunteering our time. But I, I would say become a key part of the diversity, equity, and inclusion team in your organization and start asking those questions in terms of what are we doing to bring jobs to these communities? Well, and that talking about bringing the job in, one of the questions here is related to, you know, what does your talent development process look like in your call center? And you talked about it a few minutes ago and you and I had a chance to talk about it before today's call, which is kind of the, the process and the experiences that people can go through starting in the call center all the way through. But how have you developed your talent strategy um, around this center and, and then providing opportunities for those coming into this center in the future? Yeah, um, so you know, we, we hire thousands of representatives a, a year. So we have a, a very robust HR organization with uh, recruiting and training and development, not just as part of onboarding a new employee, but also we look to promote from within. So a career path from you know, entry-level representative to coach, to team leader, to department manager. And again, we have, we have executives who are very senior within the organization who started working on the phones. We also wanna make sure that we're meeting the needs of the community here. And so that's why we've worked with um, people like Skills for Chicago Land's Future, uh, Purpose Workforce Solutions, you know, who understand the specific needs of, of this community and can make sure that we're offering the right services. And then finally, what, I, what I'd add, a few years back, we, we launched as a, a benefit that we'll pay for every employee for the full cost of a college education. And so we wanna make sure that we are giving them skills beyond just the training they get at Discover so that they can grow in their careers here at Discover, hopefully, but if not, wherever they may go. How do we change the perception in corporate America that building in black and brown neighborhoods is risky or charity or a charity rather than just good business investment? Um, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, for us, it, it seemed obvious, especially sort of as, as we've reflected on, on the biases. And, and I do think, you know, to circle back to the events of last summer, it, it, it's very hard not to step back and feel that this is a special moment where you don't want to look back and say, I didn't do as much as I could, uh, that, uh, we all need to do more to, you know, make up for centuries of racism and bias. So it is a time to lead in. But I think for us, it was just the confidence that this is going to turn into a great business decision. Um, that, 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 that true belief in diverse talent and, and some of the things you mentioned in the beginning, that diverse talent makes an organization stronger here is a chance in, in with, with one decision to change the entire talent makeup of the organization. 
Um, and so, you know, if you value diversity, it's hard not to think that that will pay off in many ways. Thinking about success, thinking about 10 years down the road, how are you planning to measure that? What is your view of what success is 10 years from now? You know, I, I think there, there are a lot of traditional measures of success that we use for our call centers, right? Um, the, the phone customer service, even, even in this age where everything is digital, when I talk to Discover customers, usually the most distinctive thing about their experience with Discover compared to other financial services companies is the representatives and the great customer experience they provide. So success, you know, starts with that in terms of the team there doing a great job taking care of our customers. Certainly, we'll look at traditional metrics around employee retention, right? We don't want to just hire people but not have them stay. We want them to stay and build their careers. I talked about not just in that center, but over time, transferring or working in headquarters or different centers here at Discover. And, and then, you know, we're looking not just for us to bring jobs there, we're looking for that community to transform us. Um, and the skills we are learning, the diversity it's bringing to Discover as an organization will make us stronger. So clear metrics around business success and what we're trying to accomplish. But also I, I think as I think about the culture uh, I love here at Discover, but that we wanna make even better 10 years from now. You, you've committed to the center and and you commit as an organization, like many organizations, to a number of civic and philanthropic responsibilities across the Chicago area. And the question is related to, while we all need to commit as corporations, how can corporations avoid being viewed as responsible to respond to the many, many varied requests from nonprofits throughout Chicagoland? And how can we stick a stake in the ground and say, you know, this is where my partnership are versus doing a little bit for a lot. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's a great question. You know, first I, I would say I, I embrace the word responsible, right? Corporations I think are responsible to do something, but they're not responsible to do everything. And so as, as I think about our philanthropic efforts here as a company, a lot of it is focused on the communities in which we work and live and making sure we're good citizens there, but also around financial literacy as our, our flagship cause, because at the end of the day, we are a financial services company. So, you know, other companies may be more involved in wellness or environmental causes based on the industry they're in. But I, I think you know, having a focus that aligns with who you are as a company is really important. Um, and I think that helps. So there are a lot of people we turn down. Um, they'll, they'll ask Discover for a, a donation or to sponsor this. You know, I, I think being able to show that, well, we don't do that, but here's what we do do um, helps in those situations. And then finally, I'd say from an investor standpoint, you know, any publicly traded company that isn't very focused on ESG is missing out on, I would say, a big direction of where investor sentiment is going. And so you want to make sure that you are responsible as a company for doing your part. Yeah, I think similar to you, I, I agree. We are all responsible. 
all, all of the organizations out there have some, but we decide, right? There's there's um, a number of places to choose to align our organizations, um, things that align to our, our mission and our vision. And, um, and like you, we narrow down to certain areas that we really focus on. Um, and, and we do that not only for ourselves as an organization, but for our people, right? That that's where they're volunteering. That's where they are committing time. And so, um, and it aligns to who we are as an organization. So I think I agree with you. I, I, I agree that organizations do have a responsibility to the community they're in, um, but we can select where we're responsible to based on um, our own uh, um, vision and mission and other organizations will be different and that will fill in the other areas of, of the pie, right? How Discover, so this is broader than Chatham, um, how is Discover coping with the COVID challenges? Boy, uh, we're, we're trying to do everything we can. Uh, you know, certainly when, when the pandemic started, our, our top priority was employee safety. And, you know, it's a real testament to the great leadership we had in our call centers that in the span of, you know, about a week and a half, we got close to 100% of all employees working safely from home. And, and literally, you had managers unbolting monitors, and employees would drive through the parking lot, and we'd load them into their trunks. Um, and that put us in a good position to be able to take care of our customers, uh, where you can imagine there were a lot, whether they needed access to their deposits without penalties or were, were struggling with a, a travel agency refund. You know, being able to take care of employees helped us take care of our, our customers. You know, as the pandemic has worn on, we've been very focused on a number of issues from work life balance to mental health. And so, making sure that we're providing resources, um, emergency childcare support. Um, and then, you know, to, to one of the points you made earlier, just doing a lot of listening, uh, listening to employees and their needs. And, and so, you know, we were lucky enough to see employee engagement go up during the pandemic, but we know there's a lot of support. And then we also wanna manage the transition back to work very carefully not put people in, in positions where they're feeling unsafe, um, not making them uh, make decisions around uh, having to trade off, you know, the, the well-being of their families for work. And so I think as all of us wrestle with, you know, hopefully we are getting back to more normal. What have we learned from the pandemic around job flexibility? Uh, around uh, what what keeps employees engaged and how we can work together in different ways. We wanna make sure we're applying that in an environment that remains very dynamic, uh, just in terms of you know who really knows what, I'm, I'm always optimistic, but who knows what the fall will, will bring. Yeah, and, and it, it's clearly changed a lot of our organizations and, and yours too, you mentioned earlier that the call center you may have more people out of the call center because you're offering now for them to also work virtual. So it changes the model in which we all work um, going forward. And, and to your point, I think that we're still all discovering what the end state of that model will be. Uh, there isn't an outcome yet to that. I think it's in motion. Uh, so I, I think wonderful time speaking with you today. 
Thank you so much for sharing all of the kind of insights and the learnings um, and, and just the great um, kind of positive impacts this has had on not only your organization, but it's about to have on a whole community and a whole group of other individuals that will be part of your organization coming up. Um, it was an absolute honor to spend time with you today. And I was so excited for this conversation to hear more about it. So thank you very much for sharing with us and joining us today. Um, so thanks a lot, Linda. It was great hearing about all the great work you guys are doing. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be here but it's really all about the team at, at Discover. Uh, their commitment, their hard work, they're, they're, they're the ones making this happen, not me. And I am, I am blessed and lucky to work with them each and every day. And I am so proud of them. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a great team. And, and you know, we're all very fortunate to be in a position to have this, this type of impact. Um, and again, I, I couldn't be more proud of the team here at Discover. That's all for today's episode of The Executives Exchange, sponsored by Shure Incorporated. Thanks for listening. If you have Chicago speakers you think we should cover, please send us an email at media at executivesclub.org. The Executives Exchange is a production of the Executives Club of Chicago. Audio equipment for the Executives Club podcast is provided by Shure. Whether you're making a point or making history, Shure lets you sound extraordinary. It's written by me, Margaret Mueller, produced by Eva Pinar. Research and support from the staff of the Executives Club of Chicago. We appreciate you subscribing and reviewing the show from wherever you listen. Feel free to follow the club on Twitter at Exec Club and on LinkedIn. If you have more questions or are interested about becoming a member at the Executives Club of Chicago, check us out on the web at executivesclub.org.